Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to World Weekly with me, Ben Hall. Just as France's highly unpredictable presidential election looked like it was settling into a stable three-horse race, we get another shock. François Fillon, the centre-right candidate and one-time front-runner, is being placed under formal investigation over allegations that he arranged paid jobs for his wife and children, for which they did little real work. Despite saying he would stand aside if such a probe was launched, Mr Fillon has vowed to fight on, saying he's the victim of a political assassination by an out-of-control judiciary. Mr Fillon's campaign has been hobbled by the job scandal. He has sunk into third place in the polls behind far-right leader Marine Le Pen and Emmanuel Macron, the independent centrist. He has scaled back his visits around the country, and when he does hit the trail, he often meets protests. Some members of his Republican Party have abandoned his campaign. So is there any way Mr Fion can get back into the race? And what do these latest developments mean for Marine Le Pen's chances of taking the Elysee Palace? With me to discuss the latest developments in France are Gideon Rachman, our chief international commentator, and Michael Stottard, our Paris correspondent. Michael, just describe what happened with François Fion and where do you think this leaves his campaign? Well, it was supposed to be the day where he relaunched his presidential campaign. He was going to go to the Salon d'Agriculture, where all presidential candidates go to admire French cows and eat some delicious pâté and generally do some gentle campaigning. But instead, he had to cancel his morning visit and make a very tense announcement at a horrible press conference where he said that he was being placed under formal investigation by the judiciary. He didn't do this with a whole deal of grace, I would add. He continued with his general line, which is that this is shocking and appalling stitch-up by his enemies, by the media and by the judiciary. Which didn't go down particularly well, I don't think, with people in his own party or, you know, more broadly in France. Is a sense that instead of sort of apologising and moving on, he's turned this into a sort of fight with the police and the judiciary, which, you know, people suggest doesn't really make much sense. Also, the very fact that he promised, which he didn't need to do, but he promised in January to stand down if he is mis en examen, which is put in uh, under formal investigation. He thought that, well, this was a relatively safe bet because it takes so long, normally, for anything in the French judicial process to actually happen. It would be way after the election before, uh, before any such process was launched. But it was launched now, and now he's saying he's not going to stand down, which has caused resignations from senior officials in his own party and a general sense of everybody rallying against him. He was already the third man in French politics. He was around with about 20% of the vote, several points behind Macron. So he needed to have a really strong ground campaign over the next eight weeks in order to make that up. 
And these allegations and the sense of everyone turning on him has made that possibility of him catching up look less likely. He's not completely out of the race, though, right? He's got a solid base of sort of conservative support. Many of his conservative supporters will refuse to rally to Marine Le Pen. So it's still he's still within touching distance of making it through to the runoff round, isn't he? Absolutely. So he has around 20% of the votes. Macron has about 24% of the votes. And crucially, the voters, the support for Macron is much softer than for Fillon. So if you look at the polls, around half of Macron voters say they could vote for another candidate, where it's only around 35% of Fillon voters. So he has a much more solid base and a solid base for him to build on. So it is potentially his to win over the next eight weeks. It's, he could very much turn this around. But if he continues having days like today, uh, it doesn't look that likely. It is sort of remarkable when you think back to November when he won the primary, he just seemed in command of the sort of political game, if you like, and everything seems to have gone against him, even including the fact that Francois Hollande is not in the race anymore. And in a way, that deprived him of some strong kind of arguments. Is he just a victim of circumstance, do you think? Well, no, because he, in the end, he committed acts which, while not necessarily illegal, were morally dubious to a modern electorate. Hiring your family to do work, even if everyone's doing it, is not ideal. And it's particularly not ideal when you set yourself up as the moral candidate, where you're constantly criticising the way your opponents, his opponents on the right, have all had legal troubles. So he set himself up for somewhat of a fall. Also, he didn't have to say he would resign if he got put under formal investigation, but he did, and that's come back to bite him. He has shot himself in the foot several times. On the other hand, he has been hit by a just extraordinarily tumultuous presidential race, which, like in so many places in Europe, the centrifugal forces have you know, diminished the respect and the support for the traditional parties and have allowed the far right, Marine Le Pen, and also Macron running as an independent, to kind of steal the ground from under the feet of his centrist party. So he's a victim of a wider of a wider theme which, you know, is, is affecting politics, you know, across all of Europe and across all of the Western world. Gideon, Marine Le Pen to to, to some extent is the big disruptor of French politics, but she's also become the sort of constant point in the political system, if you see what I mean. She's sitting there solidly with a very solid lead and a very consistent sort of poll rating. Do you think this can only be good news for her, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if she had wanted to write a script for how she could conceivably win, to have the centre-right candidate implode in this way and implode in a way that seems to validate all the criticisms that she has made of the political elite, namely that they're corrupt, that they're only after themselves, that they're only interested in money. It's perfect for her. Now, of course, Emmanuel Macron complicates the picture because he's generated a lot of excitement. But it was interesting what we were hearing that his support is a little bit soft, 
we don't really know because he's such a new figure in the election how he'll stand up to two months of tough campaigning. He's an exciting figure, but in some ways he's also easily portrayed as a member of the establishment. He went to France's most elite academic institution, NR. Uh, he's a former banker. And his personal life is slightly peculiar. He's married to a woman who's, uh, I think, 24 years older than him. So whether he will be a candidate who can keep this momentum going, uh, I, I would say at the moment he clearly has to be the favorite, but he must look like quite a juicy target for Marine Le Pen. And the big question for the whole election, really, is can the, the National Front, who have been around for a long time, uh, Marine Le Pen's father got through the second round of the presidential election in 2002, up until now, although they've often done well in the first round of voting in, in both parliamentary and uh, presidential elections, they've never really broken through because the, the rest of the electorate's kind of united against the far right. And the big question is, can they this time break through that ceiling on their support and get up to the magic number of 50%? Second round polls show Marine Le Pen now regularly clearing 40%, up to 44 or 45 against Fillon, up to, to about 42 against Macron. That's still in conventional political terms a long way behind. But as Michael was saying, this is not a conventional political year. So she must be thinking that she's got the best chance she's ever going to have, um, certainly as things stand now. As you, as you say, I mean, the centre-right have in the past tended not to back National Front in elections when it gets to a second round. They've tended to rather to, to back the centre-left. Do you think this time will be different? gets a score of over 40%, that's already pretty different, because it was very striking in 2002 when her father, who was a much more overtly, much easier man to label as a fascist, I mean, he had roots in uh, some pretty nasty elements in French politics, but when he, he got 17% in the first round, and more or less the same score in the second round. In other words, everyone who was prepared to vote for him stuck with him, but nobody else was. If she gets up to over 40% in the second round vote, then she's a, she's a major, major force in French politics. So that's already something pretty remarkable. And I think she does benefit from the international climate, even if Donald Trump is not a particularly popular figure in France. The sense that the old kind of liberal order and the liberal consensus across the Western world is crumbling is, very now, uh, is now very much in play. You see that not just with Trump, but also with Brexit in Britain. And interestingly, Marine Le Pen has hailed both developments as a sign that the old order is crumbling and that a new world, as she put it, is being born. How does this fit into the broader picture of European populism? Do you think that European capitals and the markets are beginning to get seriously worried about the prospect of a Le Pen victory? Well, there were signs of it. When, it'd be interesting to see how they react to this latest twist with Fion. Because I think it was last week, I'm beginning to lose track of time, but that when Fillon was in trouble, the bond yields between France and Germany began to widen. In other words, people began to say, we want to be paid more for the risk of holding French debt. Uh, the idea being that if Le Pen wins, you could have the, the breakup either of the EU or of the euro, the single currency, or of both. And if that happens... French debt might be repaid to you, not in euros, but in francs, which would fall against the, the euro, and so you would lose a lot of money. So people are already beginning to price in the risk of the breakup of the euro, 
and of the financial crisis that might well follow, uh, because you would probably get capital flight from France, you'll get a runs on banks. So it's pretty serious stuff if, if, she, uh, if she gets close to winning. And Michael, Emmanuel Macron presumably will benefit from Fion's woes. He can capitalise that on, on that in a second round. Are we getting a little too worried, perhaps, about a Le Pen victory? Yeah, well, there's an open debate when you talk to people in the FN. Which candidate is weaker is, is an open debate. A lot of them say that they'd prefer to have Macron in the second round because he's completely untested, he's has already made several political mistakes, you know, gaff prone. And some say they prefer to have Fillon, who, you know, is a is an established political force but has all these allegations against him. So it's not really clear that these problems with Fillon at the moment, you know, it it, it it's not really clear which which candidate is is would be better to face off against the far right. But it is certainly true that Macron is going to benefit from these problems of Fillon, and the latest polls show that he would beat Le Pen relatively comfortably in the second round by about 60-40. But, as I say, his support is incredibly soft, and he's already made mistakes. He made just two weeks ago, he made comments about Algeria, about the France colonization of Algeria being a crime against humanity, you know, which knocked five points off his poll in a second and was an unforced error. These kind of rookie mistakes from a man who created his party 10 months ago and has never held elected office could manifest themselves in between the two rounds if it was Le Pen Macron and end up with a Le Pen victory and that's what lots of people in the FN are hoping. Well it's going to be a fascinating race. My thanks to Gideon Rackman and to Michael Stoddard. World Weekly is produced by Hannah Murphy. Until next week. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event so give your friends something to look at like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Goodbye.